Jackson in North Georgia. It's 8.30 and time once again for the Bible broadcast with evangelist Keith Allison. Well, let me say what a real blessing it is to be back on the radio today. This is evangelist Keith Allison out of Demarest, Georgia. And I just want to welcome you to this 30 minutes of Bible study and Bible exposition. I do trust and hope that the broadcast finds you and your family well. That you're serving God in a good fundamental Bible-believing church. And uh, I hope that God is helping you, and I hope that you are serving him. Amen. Uh, it is an honor, uh, again, for me to be here, and I'm thankful for it. Let me say that today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries. And, of course, this is a faith-based, listener-supported ministry out of Demarest, Georgia. And uh, I'm honored to be a part of this radio work and honored that you would allow me to come into your home or automobile uh, sharing the good word of God. And uh, I do trust that you'll remember me and my wife. Pray for us as we uh, try to do the Lord's will as I preach the gospel across the southeast and, and uh, pray for this radio ministry that God will continue to bless and use it and supply the need and uh, pray for our book ministry as well. Let me uh, encourage you to go to my website. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Again, that's KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And on my website, you'll find the books that I have written and how that you can order those. And then you'll see the radio stations that I am currently on. And then you'll see a short-term itinerary uh, uh, just a few weeks posted in advance of where I'll be preaching. And we'd love to see you out in one of our meetings somewhere. And so if I'm in an area close to you, then we'd love for you to come and visit with us and uh, just uh, be a part of the service. But I'm honored and grateful to be on the air today. Now, if you'll have a pen and paper ready at the end of the broadcast, I'd love to give you a mailing address, a telephone number, and then we'll re-give our, uh, e our uh, website, and we'd just love to hear from you. I do appreciate those of you that uh, support the ministry, and I want to say that without your uh, help, there's no way that we could stay on the air, but I'm thankful and grateful uh, for your uh, contributions to this radio ministry. And uh, let me say that the Bible broadcast is a part of the ministry of the Fairfield Baptist Church of Demarest, Georgia. I had the opportunity to pastor the Fairfield Baptist Church uh, for a little over 28 years from uh, 1988 until February of 2017. And I resigned in 2017 and I have been in full-time evangelism since then, but we are still members there, and uh, our radio ministry is under the umbrella of that local church. I am a local church man, amen, and uh, so I'm honored uh, to have this ministry and to have you as a partner with us. All right, I want to open the Bible today to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 24. And in these days, we are looking at some prophecies in the Bible 
concerning these last days. And uh, we just looked recently out of Ezekiel chapter number 38, uh, chapter number uh, 38 and 39. We looked at Magog's invasion, uh, that northern confederacy, as they will invade the Middle East uh, during the tribulation period, I believe. And so today I want to expand our thoughts militarily, and I want to bring uh, probably at least two messages today, and then Lord willing next week as well. I want us to look at a world at war, a, a world at war. And I know that we are seeing these wars and conflicts around the world today, and I know that it has our nation and our politicians, uh, you know, involved in, in trying to debate as to what our part is and our contributions and things of that nature. But I want to tell you what the Bible says about wars in these last days. Now, I want to just say this without getting out too far in it. I believe that on God's timetable, I believe that the rapture or the catching away of the church is the next major event in the prophecy uh, that God is going to remove his church from this world according to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and many, many other places. And I know that there's some that do not believe that, and, and I can't help that, but I believe that the rapture, the catching away of the church, is imminent. It could happen at any time. And then we know that after the rapture of the church, after the catching away of the church, we know that the Antichrist, the man of sin will be revealed and then he will make a covenant with the nation of Israel for a seven-year period. And this seven-year period is Daniel's 70th week of his prophecy in Daniel chapter number nine. And so this seven-year time frame is divided up in the Bible in Daniel 9, as well as the book of Revelation, it is divided up into two halves, three and a half years each. And the last three and a half years is referred to as the Great Tribulation. And so there's going to be a lot of different war, a lot of different battles that will be during that seven-year time period, and it will lead up to what we refer to as the Battle of Armageddon, which will be taking place at the end of that seven-year time period, and it will actually uh, be going on at the second coming of Christ back to this earth in Revelation chapter number 19. Now, I would love to be able just to settle down and teach on every statement that I am making, but we would never get, get anywhere if I did that. So here's what I want you to understand. 
The next event is the rapture or the catching away of the church. After the church is taken out, there will be at least, probably more, there will be at least seven years of this tribulation period, this time period known as Jacob's trouble. Now, the seven-year period will not begin until the Antichrist makes this covenant with the nation of Israel. So there could be a period of time from the catching away of the church or the rapture, there could be a period of time between the rapture and the signing of this pact or this covenant or this agreement between Israel and the Antichrist. How much time, I do not know, and I'm not going to speculate, but there could be a good bit of time between the two. But then we know that once <coughs> the, the seven-year period begins, that it will be a time of war in this world. Now, in Matthew chapter number 24, Jesus, when asked about these ending days, he said this in verse number four, and Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. All right, now listen to his words as he describes what takes place in not only the last days, which is the days that we're living in, but also, I believe, the early stages of the tribulation period. He said, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So the Lord is saying that in these end times, you would hear of wars and rumors of wars. He said that nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And so what we're going to do uh, over the next, uh, this broadcast and maybe another one or possibly more, I want us to look at what the Bible uh, uh, gives us, the, the picture of these different invasions that will take place in the Middle East, that is, in the land of Israel. Now we began the last two weeks, we looked, at this invasion by the Northern Confederacy headed up by Magog, which we know is Russia. And in that passage, we saw that Turkey, Iran, Germany, Ethiopia, and Libya would also join Russia in that invasion into the Middle East. And in our study, I pointed out that I believe it'll take place in the first half of the tribulation period and that those nations 
their armies would be destroyed by God in the mountains of Israel and that they really would not inflict any damage upon the nation of Israel because God would destroy them. Now, I want us to look at at least four other invasions that will take place in the Middle East during that time. And I just want to read what the Bible says in Revelation chapter number 6 under the second seal. There are seven seals that are opened and they release judgments from God. And in the earlier part of the tribulation period is when this happens. And the Bible said, And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another, and there was given unto him a great sword. So here, uh, 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 the, the, this under this seal, that there would be war. When you look down in verse number 7 and 8, under the fourth seal, the Bible said, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was called, or was death, and hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. So under these judgments, one-fourth of the earth's population will die under these sealed judgments here in Revelation chapter number 6. Well, when you go to Revelation chapter number 9, under the sixth trumpet judgment, the Bible says in verse 18, by these three, you've got six seal judgments, six trumpet, I mean seven trumpet judgments, and seven vile or bold judgments. So under the sixth trumpet judgment, he said, by, by these three was the third part of men killed, by the fire, by the smoke, and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths. So under these judgments here, over half the population of the world will die during that time. Right now the population's at about 8 billion people. You're looking at over 4 billion people that would die under these judgments. I'm telling you, neighbor, there's never been a time like it that's coming uh, on this earth. And again, you, you can stick your head in the sand and say that it ain't going to happen, but it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't erase the facts from the Word of God. People can deny these truths and deny these doctrines, but it does not erase the fact. And I'm not finding this in only one place in the Bible, like Revelation, but I'm finding these prophecies all over the Bible. And that gives credence to it. And even if it was only found in one place, that would be sufficient to believe it. But they're found in multiple books of the Bible, multiple 
chapters of the Bible, written by multiple different men of the Bible, given at multiple times of the Bible, and all of that unifies and verifies the subject in which we are preaching on. So we're looking at a world at war. Here's what I want to do. I want to turn to the book of Daniel, to the book of Daniel, chapter number 11, and I want us to look at another invasion, a, a military group, a coalition that will take their army into the land of Israel during that tribulation period. And this is the invasion by the beast or the Antichrist and his armies that basically will be made up of European nations. Again, I do not have the time to run all of these rabbits, but we know that the Antichrist is going to rule the world and he's going to rule it under what in Bible prophecy we refer to as a revived Roman Empire. In the book of Daniel, there are prophecies given that speak about the revival and the rebuilding, the reestablishing of the old Roman Empire. And there will be ten kings and kingdoms that no doubt are from the geographical area of the old Roman Empire. These will be European nations that will unify and give their power and their authority and submit to this beast, this Antichrist, he actually will take down three of these kings in his rise to the top. But he will, he will uh, be, uh, as we might think, a dictator, if you please, over these ten nations ruling the world, and he will have one world authority, a one world government uh, under his reign. So here in the book of Daniel, we have a prophecy of the Antichrist taking the armies that he leads and bringing them into the Middle East. The Bible says in Daniel 11 and verse 40, And at the time of the end shall the king of the south, that would be Egypt, push at him, and the king of the north, that would be Assyria, uh, uh, Syria, the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships, and he, talking about the beast, shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. That's talking about this invasion. Verse 41, he shall enter also into the glorious land. That's the land of Israel. And many countries shall be overthrown. So as he takes his troops into the Middle East, he will overthrow many of the surrounding nations as he goes in to the land of Israel. But these shall escape out of his hand. In other words, he will not overthrow these three places. 
these shall escape out of his hand. Even Edom and Moab and the chief of the children of Ammon. And all three of these places are in modern day Jordan. I've been to these places. They're in the modern day Jordan, east of the river Jordan and east and south of the Dead Sea. You're talking about Ammon, Jordan. You're talking about the plains there of Moab. And you're talking about the land of Edom, which is south of the Dead Sea, down where the area of Petra is at. I've been there into those places. And so those places will be spared from the invasion from the beast. Verse 42, he shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. So he will conquer Egypt. But he shall have power over the treasures of gold and over silver and over all the precious things of Egypt and the Libyans and the Ethiopians. And of course, this is on the African continent as well, just like Egypt. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps. Now look, while he's God is invading uh, forces there in the Middle East, the Bible said, but tidings out of the east, that is further east. This gets into the Orient where Japan is and, and to the land of China and, and Korea. But tidings out of the east, that is further east than than Israel, but tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. Therefore, he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and utterly to make away many. And he shall plant the tabernacles. Now look at this. This gives us so much information. And he, that is the beast, the Antichrist, he shall plant the tabernacles that simply means the, what we'd say a tent or a dwelling place. He shall plant the tabernacles of his palace where? Between the seas in the glorious holy mountain. That's talking about the area of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, uh, actually that area is built on about three different little mountains there. And the seas... He said that he would plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas. If you're looking down at a map of the land of Israel, like in the back of your Bible, you'll look and locate the land of Israel. As you look down at that map of the land of Israel, on your left, that is, you're looking north and you're looking south, well, on your left, which would be on the west side of the land of Israel, you have the Mediterranean Sea. On the right side of the city of Jerusalem, you have the Dead Sea. So between the two seas is where the beast sets up his palace. That would be in the glorious holy mountain. That's where Jerusalem is at. So what he's telling us here is that when the Antichrist invades the Middle East and takes his armies to the land of Israel, he will set up his palace between the two seas 
on that glorious holy mountain, which would be modern-day Jerusalem. This, no doubt, happens at the middle of the tribulation period because this, no doubt, is when the beast or the Antichrist sets himself up as God and demands that all the world worship him. You see, during the first three and a half years, the nation of Israel is, is able and they have the freedom to worship God as they did under the Old Testament economy. They will be offering sacrifices and they will have their rebuilt temple that they will rebuild in the early part, the early stages of that first three and a half year. And so they will be worshiping God as they did in the Old Testament era. But according to Daniel 9, 27, the Antichrist at the three and a half year point into this seven year tribulation, he will break his covenant with the nation of Israel. And so the breaking of that covenant coincides with him militarily invading the land and then making his palace here at the land or at the city of Jerusalem. And I know if you're listening to me, you're, you're probably thinking, well, pastor, a preacher, how do we know that Daniel 11 is talking about that time period? How do we know that it's talking about during the tribulation period? Okay, let's read chapter 12, verse 1. This is the, the following chapter. In other words, in verse 45, he plants the tabernacle of his palaces between the seas and the glorious holy mountain. Yet he shall come to his end, and none shall help him. That's talking about in the final, at the final, at the second coming of Christ. So listen to, don't let the chapter division throw you off. Listen to verse one, and at the time at that time. So, the, so Daniel is saying now in chapter 12 and verse 1, and at that time, what time? The time that the Antichrist invades Israel and sets his palace up in the land of Jerusalem. At that time shall Michael, this is an archangel, stand up the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. Now listen, and there shall be a time of trouble. So this is introducing the great tribulation period. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time, that is the same time, thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. So he's talking about the, the latter part of that tribulation period at the second coming. So Daniel 12, 1 is saying that this takes place, what I just read in, in Daniel 11 about the Antichrist bringing his armies into Israel, setting up his tabernacle here between the two seas in the city of Jerusalem. Daniel is saying that it takes place uh, in that great tribulation period. So I believe that this invasion by the Antichrist coincides with him 
desecrating the temple at Jerusalem and setting himself up as God. This is what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 24 and verse number 15 when he said, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, talk about Daniel 9, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. And he goes on to say in verse 21, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world, to this time no, nor ever shall be. So this Antichrist invades the land of Israel midway into the tribulation period. He desecrates the temple, sets himself up. Revelation 13, there'll be an image of him. And 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he'll set himself up as God and demand that all the world worship him. And that introduces the final three and a half years of the tribulation period. So we're looking at a world at war. And Lord willing, next week we'll continue with this subject at a world at war in our study of prophecy. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Keith Allison Ministries of Demarest, Georgia. Write to us, P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. You can call or text 706 968-1182, our website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville, Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville, Gainesville.